Did I catch you say earlier uh, in the middle there that you dedicated this to uh, Joe Biden's cabinet? Or <laughs> half of the me- half of the men in Joe Biden's cabinet. <laughs> That's right. They all feel like a woman. <laughs> Actually, fuck all you bitches. Half of them are better women than you. That's why they win Women of the Year. Women of Woman of the Year. Yeah, that was uh, Rachel Levine. Is that correct? Rachel Levine. She's not only a better woman than you, she has bigger balls. Literally. (laughs) That's disgusting. You're not a fan, huh? No. Yeah, I like... I can't wait for for the tide to turn on this transgender movement. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I think it's already starting to switch. A lot of people are... Completely on board with what you're saying. There's a lot of people coming out now that are they're, they're admitting they regret the decision. They ruin their bodies. That's the right. Hormone blocker <laughs> thing, dude. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, you sent me that clip. Uh, I I, I kind of lost it actually, or I have it around somewhere. But uh, it, it, was, it was that fella who um, he did the hormone blocking treatment. Is that correct? And then he. I think that was a woman that turned into a man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell which way they went on that one. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. It's pretty bad. Did you see the clip I sent you about the Boise Gay Parade? <clears throat> no. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the sponsors are dropping out. Pretty nuts, right? Did, did you hear what it was about, too? Did you catch what they were really focusing on in that one? The children... They were going to have a uh, children drag show. Kids drag show, yeah. And that's why people are all up in arms over it. Yeah. Which I find pretty funny. Because I thought we were done with that. (laughs) No. We are. Right. We're done, but they're not done. A lot of the population has been done with kids going to drag shows for a long time. Never were okay with it, but there's a group of people that still think this is okay. It's pretty interesting. Kind of like how, don't you feel like people are having this kind of look back sensation on COVID and they're reassessing how they reacted or whatever, and maybe this will happen too with this weird inclination to expose children (laughs) to drag stuff? Uh, how are people going to feel about themselves when they realize like they they were exposing their young kids who are you know going to absorb this kind of craziness yeah. and you know like I I feel like people may have a lot of guilt down the road. We shouldn't expose the kids to this. Kids should just be exposed to what's normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, man. Uh, and then if they decide later on this is what they're into, fine. But, man, this is bad. Well, for uh, anyone who doesn't know what we are talking about out there, uh, apparently in Boise they're going to do a gay pride parade. I think it was this weekend, actually, now that I think about it. And uh, people were very upset because a lot of vendors and uh, whatnot were pulling out of the event because uh, they wanted to put on a drag show with kids or for kids, I couldn't really figure out. What that was yeah, that's really that's, funny. I couldn't tell either way. Isn't that I weird? I don't know what's worse. Yeah, well, I don't know what's creepier, but they both. I I really the way they reported it and everything, I couldn't really tell what was what. But uh, this is the America we live in, folks. Tomorrow, the Boise Pride Festival will kick off in downtown Boise, but one specific event previously scheduled for Sunday will not. Boise Pride organizers confirming late today the kids' drag show has officially been postponed, citing safety concerns for the children. This after two days of public controversy, Idaho Republican Party Chairwoman Dorothy Moon, one of the strongest voices in the argument, Moon claiming the events are an effort by, quote, the radical left out-of-state corporate donors and legacy media to sexualize children. And she's used her platform to push party members to protest and contact sponsors to encourage them to drop out. 
Three sponsors so far backing out, those sponsors being Zion's Bank, Idaho Power, and the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. It's all over two events involving children. But worth noting, Boise Pride says they're not losing any money. In fact, they've raised more than $10,000 since just yesterday as a new sponsor, Zion Cannabis from Oregon, steps in. This afternoon, Idaho News 6 spoke with a local drag queen for their reaction to the controversy surrounding the kids' drag show before it was canceled. If you have that leadership, you should be using it for the greater good of the people of the state. And there are many different forms and different types of people in the state. And we may see differently on so many things, but that's okay. That's what makes the world a better place. We need all of these types of people. In a statement, Zions Bank, the first sponsor to pull from the event, saying they previously supported the Pride Festival as it is an important way to support LGBTQ employees, but they committed to sponsorship before they were aware of the children's activities. I know Power Meantime today issuing a statement saying they pulled due to programming changes after they signed on as sponsors, but say they, quote, continue to support our diverse communities. The latest to withdraw involvement, the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare pulled support from Project Filter and the Idaho HIV STD and Hepatitis Prevention Care Program. The department saying they support LGBTQ plus Idahoans, but this year's Pride event has caused confusion over whether the department endorses activities involving minors. Whoa! Dude, like, what kind of world are we living in? Where, like, you're a major corporation and you're like, oh, I mean, listen, guys, I'm listen, I am... I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I really support you. I really support you, but I'm just not into this kids' drag show. <laughs> I'm so blown away by this. You shouldn't even have to be an I support, but no, no, no. You shouldn't support any of this. This is nonsense. A drag show for kids? No, this is so far beyond a pride parade. This is, come on. When did this start? I can't figure this shit out. I'm so blown when did away. did kids start going to the private? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. But for kids, when did we start setting up sections of the Pride Parade for kids, for dude? Kids. And we're going to give them a drag show? By the way, still, did you at any point in that clip identify whether or not the kids are in drag or... <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's in drag and who's watching. I think they're doing the kids drag show as in the kids are dressing That's in drag. That's exactly, I think the kids are dressing in drag. <laughs> Which is fucked up, dude. No, don't you remember when we dressed in drag, Frank? <laughs> well, it reminds me of all that Joan Benet Ramsey stuff. Yeah, that's that little girl that got killed. They never found her. Here in Boulder, Colorado, she was uh, yeah. killed, yeah. And a lot of rumors still that she was, uh, you know, not killed, actually, and taken away to uh, Epstein Island. Ooh. Rumors that Ghislaine Maxwell may have been in town during that time frame. Wow. Rumors. Rumors, folks. Allegedly. Where was Bill? <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a cigar, Mike. Come on. You know? <laughs> I just the sex. <laughs> they needed a third. That <laughs> was just the sex. <laughs> Funny uh, story about the gay pride parade, right? And the what, what have you. No mention of uh, monkeypox. Oh, it's over. It's gone. What happened, dude? Oh, yeah. Hey, where's the ball? Drop the ball. All right. Hey, we beat monkeypox. Hey, monkeypox. I want to roll this year. Yeah. We're just killing these pandemics. All right. Oh, man. Knocking them out. It's got to be the vaccine. <laughs> Did you catch that though? No monkeypox. That's crazy. So they're not even trying anymore. Not even trying. Beautiful. Pretty pretty good stuff, but it only kind of furthers your um idea not too long ago that they're going to redo a covid because they've been uh, pushing out these boosters to kind of push a new round of variants if you will. You need a new variant. Need yeah. a new variant, but I don't know, man. I don't think anyone went and got this new booster. Yeah, I don't either. Like anybody, I don't know anybody that I don't know anybody that got the like the third one really. I know like a couple people 
I know no nobody everyone who got the second booster bragged about it and then you heard nothing from anyone from number three on. Yeah. The only thing you heard was so and so got their booster and they're not coming in today. Half their faces paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all you would hear. So and now nobody calls out sick for COVID anymore, which means no one's getting those booster shots. <clears throat> Nobody's testing anymore because the government doesn't pay for the test. That is also true. Yeah. So, yeah. Doesn't even matter. Oh, God. Uncle Guy got COVID. And so then I, I was like. That's right. Uncle Guy, Uncle Guy, our uncle got COVID. And our little brother was in town from Florida. So our uncle had COVID seven days ago. He tested positive, I guess. Sure. And there was this huge argument over whether or not he should come over today to see Tony before he leaves. Wow. I was like, dude. And the funniest thing was you had everybody. Nobody's a doctor. Nobody's a scientist. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But everybody's (laughs) arguing over whether or not it is or is not okay for him to come by. And they just ran the gauntlet of all the bullshit they've heard over the years. It was like, no, he should come by, but he'll have to stay outside. No, he could come in, but he'll wear the mask except when he's eating. Uh, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's still, that is such like a crazy voodoo magic, you know, doing the dance, the rain yeah. dance. And I, that's so weird. You would think at this point people have accepted whatever we did during that immediate moment of the pandemic was nonsense and ridiculous. Let's just forget and forgive and forget, right? The wiping down the groceries. Yeah. All that shit. The masks, none of it worked, which by the way, I never partook in any of that bullshit. Okay. No, I constantly got yelled at because I was wearing a fucking neck gaiter. Oh, do you know what I never did once? Hand sanitizer. You all can fuck yourselves right. with hand sanitizer. That never touched my hands. <laughs> I did. I still do. That's the greatest yeah, ripoff. Shit all day. Greatest rip. Oh yeah. Well, I, you're a plumber. I, uh, I always got. I got gallons of hand sanitizer in my van. If you're doing dirty business, you should be cleaning your hands. I totally agree. Actually, I don't use hand sanitizer anymore. If you go to like the the store, like Home Depot, Menards, whatever. They got these gator wipes, dude. They're like large, like man wet wipes, you know? Yeah, I hear you, dude. I you could you could clean your hands with them real good. Yeah, They're I really see tough. People Great whose for hands cleaning, like uh, your area. So many people, their hands touch nothing and do nothing, and then they're just constantly soaking, saturating them in these like cleaning chemicals. <clears throat> yeah, it's not good for you, dude. You need to got to rock a little germ action once in a while. I spent two hours riding a fucking toilet, like, sewer line. I went through the toilet. I went through the tub. I went oh. through the sink. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm like going to go four. wash my hands just listening to this. It was like four hours of just, like, just nastiness. I totally forgot to wash my hands when I, when I started eating my sub. Oh. It was like, and then you're halfway <laughs> through the sub, and you're like, bah! You commit, though, right? What's up? You got to... You kept eating, yeah? No, I did. I did stop, and I wiped him because I could. Once I saw my fingerprints on the bread, I was like, Fuck. "Ew!" Did you remove that part of the bread? No, I wiped the bread with the wipe. <laughs> then I realized I wiped the whole bread with the wipe after I wiped my hands with the wipe. So I think I would just put like more black shit on on the bread. Plus the chemicals, man. I think you just poisoned yeah, yourself. Yeah, just smeared it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that was my thinking: is that the alcohol was on the bread now, so it would like clean my my esophagus and everything on the way down. Wow, so you must be a Trump supporter. You do believe in drinking oh, yeah. bleach. <laughs> yeah, I just drink bleach. <laughs> if I just drink this bleach, I'll be clean. <laughs> We're good. But I think I have polio now. Uh, no big deal. Yeah, what is with that, man? That's coming back around? Is that for real? How is that even possible? Yeah, it's for real, dude. You know what? I think that has. I think all, all these diseases—monkeypox, polio—yeah, we can't fight them off because you guys ruined everybody's immune system with these. Wow. Shots. Yes. Yes, yeah. dude. Polio. You look into that shit. Like these fucking people in the south weren't getting polio. 
They were, but only in like the cities. That was like a city thing. Right. You know? Poor poor person's disease. I think it was like a rich person's disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too Don't uh, quote me on that, I'm drunk. I might hey, be confusing it with something else. Mike, you know I I people just polio and gout. I think so. Yeah, gout's for the fat drunks out there. <laughs> right, right, right. I have gout, not polio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to confuse the two. I I totally understand. Uh, but yeah, polio sounds pretty nasty. I I I've brought this up before. I think uh, Mitch McConnell like survived polio when he was a kid. He did. He didn't, yeah. or he did. Yeah, maybe. I no, don't he know. He did. He survived it. It's just nuts. And that's why he looks the way he does. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So, polio back. Uh, it's back in the news. I saw that. In fact, I think they talked about it on Democracy Now recently. On how? Yeah, because uh, now they're finding it in the sewers, and there was a case in New York. Is that how they're mainly identifying it existing? Just that it's showing up in their sewer samples. Yeah, they test all the water in the sewers everywhere, and that's how they find, that's how they trace the spread of diseases, communicable oh, diseases. Wow, really? I wasn't aware of that, actually. That's why when I, t- I told you throughout COVID, like, I knew it was bullshit because none of the plumbers were getting sick. Dude, if there's a deadly disease, that's, plumbers are going to die first. <laughs> you know? We're in the shit. Wow, yeah, you're right. So, and that's usually where the diseases come from. You're correct on that too, right? Isn't that how the plague started? Yeah, with the rats and the sewers, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> you so. are correct, yeah. And, you're, and what's funny is through the biggest, worst modern-day uh, supposed pandemic ever, were the plumbers dropping like flies? I don't, I don't think so. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> the only plumbers that got COVID were the ones that had vacations planned. That's yes. Yeah. The truth is spoken right there, and we all know <clears throat> it. Everybody abused COVID just for the vacation. My biggest regret is to not. I should. I, I should have listened to this one guy. He did it like three times, dude. Wow. He did it for himself. He did it twice. He did it for himself, and then oh, his wife had COVID, so he had to take care of the kids because she Ooh, was isolated. Genius. So for four, so for four weeks, they paid him seventy five percent of his oh pay. Oh my god! For four weeks, because I was <laughs> remember in the beginning they did that like three month period or whatever. It was like you test positive for COVID, you stay home. Your your company has to pay you seventy five percent. The policy itself, right there, just designed to destroy any company. Oh yeah, because you're at home for two weeks. And it wasn't like they took your vacation time, right? That was that was the the company. Our company was like, you could use your vacation time, or you just get seventy five percent of your pay for two weeks. <laughs> and it wasn't like you needed a hundred percent of your pay. There was no store to go to. There were no movie theaters. Nothing was open. <laughs> you fucking buy another Peloton. Uh, that's why you go and got booze and weed. And those industries were rocking at that time. Well, that was, you know what I was, I was literally, I keep listening to all, I keep listening to all these things and there's no denying that the, that, that death rate is up. Yep. Right. Yes. And I'm actually now in the conspiracy theory camp that the COVID, the COVID vaccine was nothing. I actually think it was just like a B12 shot. Wow. And you know why you're seeing the uptick and everything and strokes, heart attacks, everything. Well, yeah, because everybody sat at home for two years doing drugs and drinking and <laughs> eating fucking Grubhub. Yeah. Of course the fucking death rate is, or fucking death rate is, is increasing, you know? Interesting you say that. I still do not believe there is anything good about the mRNA technology. I don't um, even think they used it. Dude, this booster shot, they tested on eight mice. Come on, something's not right here. You guys are lying well, to well, us. Well, here's the thing. It's either one or the other. I actually, I'm... I'm on board with what you're saying, but I would say it's one or two things. You're either uh, employing a eugenics program and you're t- wiping out the unhealthy and the stupid, or that's a B12 shot and you you just bullshit us to make a quick buck. Or you're, you remember they were doing the equity distribution? What if it was like the opposite? 
So, like, you live in a nice neighborhood, you're getting the B12 shots. You live in the poor neighborhood, oh, you're getting it first! But those are the ones that are killing people. Yeah, Mike, they weren't offering Teslas for these things. They were offering cheeseburgers. I think they knew their target audience. <laughs> was it stock up? <laughs> <laughs> it was donuts and cheeseburgers, dude. They knew who they were talking to. <laughs> I might have taken all four shots if you just let me get some of uh, Nancy Pelosi's tip, uh, stock tips. <laughs> Oh man, I almost thought you were gonna mention uh, just giving getting a grab of her tits. Actually, That's hey, I'll take tips or tits, whichever one you got. Literally, if they offered stock Nancy Pelosi's stock tips, and you get the shot, you'd have a line. You know, take four shots, and from now on, you just set up your e trade to this. You know, to and it will automatically <laughs> trade whatever she does. So, you know. Yeah, that'd be great. But they didn't do that, and they really targeted... Here's why I believe fully it was a eugenics program that they decided was the right time to employ is because of their marketing uh, angle. At first, these vaccines were totally marketed to the weak and the scared. Yeah. You took them out. And those are the ones that you had getting those boosters still here now, maybe. At least three and four, and then you and then they aggressively once they got that group in, they aggressively went after the hesitant, but a specific group of hesitant, right? The lotto the tickets, fetish. the burgers, <laughs> the donuts, dude. Come on, you know who they're going after, man. It's crazy. So, I might have taken. I take two shots just for a taste of Nancy's ice cream. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a sexual, you know, double meaning here. Ice cream from her fridge, freezer, that sub zero freezer. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would do three shots for a consultation with whoever did Nancy Pelosi's tits, and then I could get some work done on mine. You know, are you gonna get your tits done? Oh, nice. <laughs> work on my tits, my pectorals. You know, I get some work on my calves. You know. Get some butt implants. I'll, in. ta- I'll take four shots if you let me slap De Blasio while he's biting that cheeseburger. <laughs> like, cheeseburger in his mouth, chewing it. I get to slap him. <laughs> Give me as many shots as you want. Do you know what people don't understand that we're all in who got suckered into the shots or did the shot program or were scared, whatever? I don't blame anyone who did it. You did it for your own reasons. But what kills me about all of this is we were five seconds away from them knocking on our doors and, and putting a gun to our heads and forcing us to take it. And do you remember the look on all these assholes' faces looking at you? Like, what? You just got to go get it. You just got to go. Just go get it. You know? You're going to have to go get it. No. I didn't get it. And I'm never going to. You know? It's wild, man. Do you think they're ever going to get to the um we're forcing you now to take it point because that's what they did in several countries people here don't realize like new zealand australia like germany uh there, there, there's places where you couldn't yeah, but none live of those places life. you couldn't get everybody that's the thing you can never get everybody and america's a funny place like that like there's no way you can impose that you couldn't even impose it on chicago you know yeah it's a good call good call And uh, I like where your head is at with the idea that you could never find a place in America that is in agreement. <laughs> like yeah. America's almost always, which is what makes it good. That's what makes a, a the thriving republic or democracy function correctly, I believe, right? You have two opposing forces, you know, trying to be to be in the right direction, but sometimes one it's is more than misguided, two opposing right? forces. Yeah, people always complain about just those two parties, but really... Really, the reason nothing ever gets done is because, at least in our lifetime, every every time one party has taken control, what happens? Then there becomes a fight within the party. Right. The ones that want to go extreme and the ones that want to be moderate, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a functioning democracy. Man. We're doing all right. I think we're doing just fine. And uh, did you happen to catch Bill Maher this weekend? 
Yeah, but I had to, dude. I had to fast forward through that that first guy. Yeah, I enjoyed some of the jazz conversation, to be totally honest. But uh, it was oh, a little, no, a little keep dry. Keep your podcast, buddy. That's, <laughs> That's podcast material, dude. Not, not HBO. That's the game. I uh, I kind of found his panel kind of annoying, and it was not the my one of my favorites of his. But I, the only reason I wanted to clip a little Bill Maher for today's episode is because I loved his final thought and what he said on. Uh, aliens coming to America. Oh, I didn't hear this part. It's, I really enjoyed it. It really kind of uh, put a lot of things in perspective, I feel like. So here we go. Here's a little Bill Maher, because my boy, Bill. You know, the old cliche has always been that if Martians attacked, it would be the one thing that brings the whole world together. Now, I don't think it would even bring Americans together. The Martians could blow up the White House like an Independence Day, and half the country would be cheering in the streets. <laughs> When they said, take us to your leader, we'd start killing each other over who that is. (laughs) Giant robotic tripods could be vaporizing New Jersey, and Republicans would say, this is what happens in Biden's America. (laughs) It never happened when Trump was in office. Democrats would point out how the death lasers were disproportionately affecting low-income communities and people of color and... AOC would tweet, stop demonizing the Martian X community. (laughs) That's good. He's nailing it. Alex Jones would call it a false flag operation and accuse the people whose heads were melted off of being crisis actors. (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene would criticize the Jews for not using their space lasers on the Martians. And Lindsey Graham would volunteer for the anal probe. (laughs) Come on, man. I fucking love that. That's good stuff, dude. Lady G, never forget. Uh... Doesn't he fucking nail that, though? Isn't that really good? He got both sides on that, man. And I love that. I love it. Both sides. Come on. We're so cartoonish. What's going on here? It really has become a, a joke, a circus. It's a, it, it is a clown, clown world, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And to have that little perspective there of it all, you know, the AOC mention. Oh, it's so good. The Martian X. Yeah, that is the fun. <laughs> we, we would literally be arguing over what to call them. That tells me that Bill Maher gets it. He gets yes. what's, he sees what's happening. He totally understands. He just can't go all the way. He can't go Adam Carolla style and call them all retards yet. And I get it because <laughs> you're on HBO. Like, yeah, well, you yeah. can't burn down the house that built you or whatever. Yeah. You know, or, you, you know, don't bite like, the hand that feeds you. Yes, exactly. And he knows his audience, and that's fine. But and we've yeah. noted that it's gotten interesting the way they react at times. But oh, dude, they were not laughing through that whole panel. No. It was weird. Well, the one liberal guy, uh, I can't think of his name or not, he was saying kind of some really fascinating, very, yeah. very on-the-nose stuff, and I feel like they couldn't handle it. And I Yeah, know. because you, they're at a point where you can't even criticize the, 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 the life. Like, you're not allowed to criticize ourselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't make fun of yourself. You can't, you can't even, <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what he was talking about where I was like, yeah, that's a great point. There were several moments throughout the episode. I, I found it very funny that the audience did not agree with what they were saying, but they were really just speaking truth. And the truth was... Because he was criticizing like the Democrats' plan and action, you know what I mean? And everything they were running against. Or running, well, that's, I think that was what he was saying, is that they're running against Trump. And not really running for anything. Yeah. I, we, we covered it, too. That's how do you follow? It's better to follow Make America Great Again than this whole thing's burning to shit. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I actually don't think people can handle being called out on the, the woke cancel culture stuff seems to be a major sore subject with people on the left. Like they don't want to admit that they became the... Uh, the hardcore Christian right slapping the warning labels on Eminem's albums. They like yeah, don't want sure. to admit it. 
they don't want to admit that they're the uptight lame people in the room. And they canceled themselves out of relativity. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like, nobody cares about you anymore. You canceled everybody we like. You guys went and canceled yourselves. You're right. Like, uh, you canceled Dave Chappelle. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's an amazing You guys comic. canceled Louis C.K. He just went on the internet, and now he makes more money than ever. Is is he back? Full on back? Oh, dude, yeah. He, he's been doing specials for a while now. He, like, releases his own stuff on his own website, and he keeps all the proceeds and shit. Wow. He, like, just became his own private business. Good for him. All right. Louis C.K. He got uh, thrown into the Me Too thing because he, what, uh, jerked off in front of people? Is that... Yeah, jerked off in front of a couple girls, you know? At least he had the balls to do it in person instead of, like, Jeffrey Tubin over a Zoom call. (laughs) I know! Wuss. That guy got a second (laughs) chance to come back. Yeah, right? We gave Tubin a second chance, but nothing for C.K.? What's going CK on? CK was way funnier than Tubin. And the story of him jerking off is funnier than Tubin's. Yeah. <laughs> the CK stuff I find hilarious only because of the people they interviewed about it, like uh, Sarah Silverman and stuff, and they would say, like, yeah, he would do it, but it was funny. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He was a comedian. I imagine him jerking off would be funny. You know? It's like a tall, bald redhead who's actually Mexican. You know, jerking off. Is he Mexican? Yeah. Wow, I don't know how have I've you, always missed that part about him. Have you never him. seen the Opie and Anthony with uh, him and Patrice O'Neal? No. Frank, the funniest thing ever is Patrice O'Neal and Louis C.K. when Patrice uh, tells him how they came up with the word spick. <laughs> It's either Spick or Wetback. I can't remember. And then Louis C.K. explains how they came up with the N-word. Oh, wow. And it is so funny. I think if you just Google, like, uh, Patrice O'Neal finds out Louis C.K. <laughs> is Mexican. <laughs> swear to God. Because he, like, goes nuts. <laughs> oh, Patrice was such a funny dude. Yeah, people forget about Patrice, honestly. Uh, and, I mean... Elephant in the Room is the greatest... Uh, comedy special I've ever seen. That nothing makes me laugh harder than that. <laughs> and uh, was that his last one that he did? Uh, I think it was the last one. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I just thought that that was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Wow. He talks about like if he ever goes on a boat, clipping the white baby to his belt. Yeah, that's tough to find. You know, uh, we'll have to get in on that on the next episode or production. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll find a clip. I'll there. find that clip for you. That is, it's so funny. Yeah, those are the days of comedy, Mike. You know, I feel like even like Patrice and whatnot, they wouldn't really thrive in the mainstream nowadays. Like, who's you don't who, think so? Who are the mainstream comedy? Well, like Jim Brewer's been ostracized. He has to do these smaller clubs. Uh, Adam Carolla, you know, he when you talk about mainstream, he basically yeah, gets as far like as... more successful than ever. So now they're not on the TV, but they're more successful than ever in their own business, in their own industry. In their little like world, yeah. Because they go online, now they got their podcasts, and then they, that's selling out tickets for the, you know... It's just interesting that if you are of that type, or whatever that type is, maybe a little brass and maybe, you know, like... Maybe conservative, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you kind of just have to find your own niche. Otherwise, you can't make it in in the mainstream. Whereas you could, the other, like Stephen Colbert can be Stephen Colbert. And uh, then you just he, dance with the vax. And he does the vaccine yeah. and, you know, and he makes all this money and he gets the big contracts. It's just funny to me how the, yeah. you know, how it separates like that. Well, that's and, why they call it selling out, you know? Oh, good call, Mike. You sold out. You sold yourself. Wow, right on, right on the money. Very yeah. interesting. Well, that's our Bill, oh, Bill Maher. Maher. <laughs> like a sellout. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bill's okay. I like Bill. He's in the middle, and he does, you know, he entertains. And He's I've, entertaining. I do feel uh, he annoys me with a lot of his uh, Trump stuff and what have you, but I, 
he is kind of a connection to the left. The January. 6th. What is with that, dude? You sent go. me that Colbert thing. Uh, what is up with these dudes? And in- oh god, dude, Colbert is like every day. His monologue is like about the Mar-a-Lago search. What Trump tweeted? What is like, this? If Trump, if Trump stops <laughs> tweeting, Stephen Colbert will not have a monologue. <laughs> Swear to God, dude, I couldn't. I watched that clip. It was ten minutes. It was his opening thing. Was that his whole opening monologue? Yes, that was yes. it. That was his whole he thing, and then they went six, to the guests. Six minutes on Trump's Mar-a-Lago thing, which, by the way, I guess their whole shtick is that they don't say his name, and they, like, right. bleep it he's, out. Is that a, he's Voldemort. Is that, the jo- what? <laughs> is that the joke, dude? I can't figure it. Yeah, so they always black out his name like it's a swear word. Like, they'll say that they'll put the T, but then the stars. It's so bizarre, man. Yeah, the asterisks, yeah. Uh, I got some Colbert on Trump, if you're ready for it, Mike. Oh, I love it. And I don't remember what I clipped here, so this will be an adventure for both of us. And, uh, you know, stop it whenever you feel like you are annoyed the most. <laughs> here we go. We're going down the road. It has not been... Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for representing. It's not been a happy week for former president, the Flabrador Deceiver. <laughs> Tomorrow, both his lawyers and the Department of Justice are supposed to submit their suggestions for a special master to review the stuff they found at Mar-a-Lago. Thing is, former president might not be getting the best legal advice because he is reportedly having a difficult time finding lawyers to represent him. What? But who wouldn't want to join the illustrious ranks of Jailed Guy, Magical Mr. Mustache, Madam Meow Meow, and Dr. Head Juice? <laughs> Dr. Head Juice. It's Giuliani, you remember he had the... Uh, Dr. Head Juice. Of course, one, poss- one possible reason lawyers don't want to work for the ex-prez is that doing so puts them at the risk of being disbarred for breaking the law and they don't even get paid to break the law because the former president has a reputation for ignoring bills. <laughs> to which Eric said, I know how you feel, Bill. I know just how you feel. This is hilarious. Right now. Oh, God, stop me from whatever, Former president is struggling, struggling mightily to find a good lawyer because his current legal team consists of a Florida insurance lawyer who's never had a federal case, a former host at far-right One America News, and a past general counsel for a parking garage company. Nice. Please. Lord, I don't ask for much, but please let this go to trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can just stop it. I mean, dude, you're supposed to be, you're a late-night comedy show. He's not even the president anymore. And the dude, actual sitting thank president. You. Thank you. I guarantee you, you could come up with six minutes of funny shit to make fun of him for. Uh, right? yeah, I mean, the dude, what about the camel? Yeah, there's so much you could, how about the guy they just appointed in their cabinet who, uh, you know, goes to, what, gay leather parties with the Satanist, uh, leather-bound stuff strapped on him, you know, like. The fact that billionaires are, the billionaires you made fun of for going to the moon are launching every day, and <laughs> our space agency can't launch a fucking rocket to save their life. <laughs> so... I have to say, I don't know what he was talking about in this. So that's what blew my mind. Like, where? That's the thing. It's like it's not <laughs> even like a setup punchline joke. You know what I mean? Like, what's the? You're supposed to be funny, dude. You're talking about the financial troubles of the former president. I guess I I don't even find a lot of credibility in what they're he's even reading a report off of. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds all silly and dumb. And look. I'm sure a lot of people get their news from this guy. As dumb as that sounds, they probably like turn this on. They're like, that's a huge part of their news consumption. And they think, I don't like, think that many people watch him. Oh, you don't think so? I would be surprised if he breaks a million. It's crazy because I worked in Boulder for a long time and I would hear people ask me, like, oh, did you see Stephen Colbert last night? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. But, uh,. <laughs> Even then, no, I wasn't. Dude, a big... I have never heard anybody. I've never heard anybody ask me that. 
I think he's big in the whole anti-Trump world. Like he's um cuz uh I don't think Jimmy Fallon is big with the uh people who are obsessed with Trump. Hmm. I think the one they go for is the the Colbert. And hmm. either way, so Colbert, Colbert gets 2 million. Yeah, I think Colbert. <laughs> God damn, that's incredible. So in August, as of August thirty first, ooh, that's tough. Uh, the best I could find is Colbert gets two point one five million, which is terrible apparently for that show. Wow! And he is actually averaging less than Gutfeld, who's at the same time. Gutfeld's killing all of them apparently. Well, he's at two point one nine million, <laughs> so. It just means nobody watches TV anymore. Yeah, everybody cut that cable a long time ago. It's all streaming. That's pretty crazy. Two something million. That's what each one is getting. Like, holy yeah. shit, dude! That that literally means nobody. I mean, we we live in a country of what three hundred and something million people. Yeah, yeah. Nobody is watching TV. Yeah, you're like the big players right now, and you're not even getting one percent. It's bizarre how they have any influence whatsoever on the narrative, then. How does that even work? Maybe that's why everything is so out of touch. You even talk about Twitter, people. right? Twitter is like mostly bots. Oh, it's all bots. Yeah, that's a good call. How do they have so much influence? How? Such a small... Like, dude, both of these guys... Joe, Joe Rogan has 11 million followers. All right. So that's all you assholes combined. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty bizarre. Huh. It shouldn't exist that way. Like, uh... How is the minority controlling such an incredibly vast narrative that is apparently stretching throughout the world? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a tight, there's an iron grip on information, apparently. And it must have something to do along the lines with, you know, dead internet theory, the fact that you can't search things as easily as you could before. Well, that's what else is like. Is like even like even if you choose to not watch these guys, you go on to like All right, I'm gonna go watch YouTube. Well, you're gonna get you know you're gonna get Gutfeld clips. You're gonna get Colbert clips. Yeah, you know. Oh, and then everything is followed up with a Daily Show clip. <laughs> no, dude, I've, I've no, I haven't got one in a long time. I haven't I think either. Even YouTube gave up on, on Daily Show, or I think everybody gave up on it. Comedy Central stopped footing the bill to YouTube. <laughs> that's more likely. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> Yeah, I have noticed that too. I typically get the Seth Meyer stuff usually, uh, and uh, what else? Seth. Meyer. I get the Jimmys. The Jimmys. <laughs> the Jimmy Kimmels. The 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 and the other one. I can never tell who's who. Um, Fallon. Oh, nice. I get flooded with uh, MSNBC as well. A lot of Chris Hayes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's the worst. Do you, how often do we clip Chris Hayes? Never. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the absolute worst he should be gone him and reed they need to be out of there <laughs> it's weird what they, it is weird what they what the algorithm suggests and then going back to what we were originally saying the fact that only a couple million people a night are watching this crap and it's probably less i think the cable news stations aren't they barely getting a hundred you know a few hundred million yeah uh it makes you really wonder how it is possible other than the fact that this small minority, they control the information on TV and those networks, and those networks are flooding the internet, and then the internet is also controlled by this group of people who just filter out all the other stuff. And so then all everybody, and that's how you control the narrative, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess it's too easy when you're all working together. What if... Nobody liked masks, but just the bots on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody realized it. And the only one doing it now are just afraid to get in trouble. Actually, now that I think of it, what if Zelensky 
ordered 10 million blue shirts <laughs> that decided to go green and they just turned the blue shirts into masks. <laughs> this was all the ploy. <laughs> Zelensky! <laughs> yeah, no, I do believe the COVID thing was... Yeah, I, I think the COVID thing, you got a lot of people to follow it just because they thought more people were following it than actually were. And then that kind of caused more people to, you know what I mean? Well, you could almost say, like, uh, climate change is the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, the climate change thing, it's really hard for me to, like, believe that people still believe this. I'm, again, I'm there with the, I think it's just this minority narrative being pushed by this small legacy media group and i don't know because the well the climate change no that is everybody every single democrat is like oh i bet you don't believe in climate change oh dude you i mean you're right i hear it from people here that are hardcore on the left like they are obsessed if we have a sunny day Uh, a sunny day mike it's end of the world oh my god can't believe it's sunny but it's not even extreme it's even the moderates like bill maher will go on you know what i mean like yeah. they're just like this is a a disaster a crisis that we need to solve right you know and in, in reality it's been going on forever the climate's been changing and uh what is it they manipulated the graph into the hockey stick right by yeah. cutting off previous like generations or decades or what millennia maybe of climate yeah which i guess how do i mean again uh smartest guys in the podcast universe here plumber man and driver guy uh (laughs) we're gonna break down geological uh (laughs) carbon dating here uh how like how do they even know what the climate was like all that time you know what i mean so through the ice through the ice ice cores Ice cores. All right. So through the ice core samples, you can tell how much carbon is in the atmosphere throughout the years and how it changes. All right. So then if you dig back, dig deep enough and look back further enough in time, you can kind of get the sense that, oh, we're on the, a similar trajectory of what we've always gone through, which is basically a climate cycle. Yeah, right. Essentially. Yes. And it ebbs and flows like a Oh, wave. yeah, yeah. For that, what they're doing is, like, measuring the levels, like, the different layers of ice. Right. And so you could see, like, how hot it was, how cold it was. Yeah. And, yeah, we're definitely in these, like, 150-year, 120, 150-year cycles of heating and cooling. And those 150-year cycles are just part of, like, a 1,000-year cycle. And that 1,000-year cycle is just part of, like, a 100,000-year cycle. You know what I mean? And it has everything to do with our relationship to the moon and the sun. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's pretty wild to think about it, but... And you'd have but, to... No, but it's not, it's not just us. So, the thing about space, man, is everything in space is affecting everything else in space. So... Saturn and Jupiter are aligned a certain way. They're pulling the sun, right? Yeah. So it could be just the the way our orbit is in line with other orbits that pulls the sun closer or further away from us. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Jupiter has... Like if, if we're in between <laughs> yeah. Jupiter and the sun, the sure. sun's going to be closer to us because Jupiter's pulling it towards it. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Because everything's an equal, you know, the whole equal opposite reaction. So, like, the Earth, I mean, the sun can't pull on the Earth without the Earth pulling on the sun. Wow. It's beautiful. The sun's dancing with all the planets at the same time, constantly moving. That's wonderful. Kind of like a waltz, I imagine. I could see it being in a three. I'd see the waltz, yeah. In three time, yeah. (laughs) That's why you're the music man, you know? It sounds like a waltz to me. Uh, and that's a beautiful way to think of it. Yeah, we are planets in so a So that's why they call together. it the wobble, the sun's wobble. <laughs> sure, well, explain that. What do you mean? Uh, well, it's wobble. It's not like, you know, you, it, it's wobbling. You know, like the sun is spinning, but it's not staying in, in one spot, you know? Sure. It's kind of moving all around. So like its distance <clears> between <throat> the planets is constantly changing. 
Yeah, definitely. And I actually thought the sun was moving through space. Well, the sun's circling around the galaxy as the galaxy's circling around a black universe. a black hole. Oh, and, and we have the black actually, hole I, I, in the I don't middle. Know if the galaxy's spinning around it. No, the galaxy's just <clears throat> moving out. I guess. Are we being sucked into a black hole in the middle? Isn't that what why it's what kind of the moving? Galaxy, yeah. That's what's moving. The center it? of the mm-hmm. galaxy is a black hole that we're moving towards. Wow, incredible stuff, folks. Driver and plumber, given all the information you need to know about our galaxy and how it works. Mm. <laughs> just as good as Michio Kaku and Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Probably just as real. Probably just as just real. Just as real. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's cool to think about that stuff. And, you know, you could go down the whole flatter theory and all that whatever but just the basic bare knuckle how space how you taught were taught spaces and how you're looking at it it's cool stuff man oh it's unbelievable it's unbelievable that it happened it's unbelievable that it's you know yeah well what would be the ways that that, you know the the mechanics that came together to create our ability to drink surge cola Oh, and yeah. uh, you know, video game all day long. <laughs> and shit our pants with that double whopper, Texas whopper. We got so far. It's incredible from being little amoeba germ things, right? <laughs> from one spark in the vacuum of space to a Texas double whopper. Wow. Just took fourteen and a half billion. That was God's plan in the end. <laughs> but jalapenos on a double whopper. <laughs> yeah, man. Spinning around space, and we're in the Goldilocks zone. Perfect area to have a little life action. And I think we are both right on the same plane uh, with... We're Martian hybrids with the monkey ape guys. And, uh, right? We... <laughs> There's no way we just naturally form. This has to be some sort of alien intervention or divine. So I'll go divine. There's a lot of people, a lot of talk with these like Hubble's, the Hubble uh, or the um, yes, Web. yeah, for sure. I've I've read about this. A lot of a lot of uh, talk about it just being proof of uh, creationism. You're saying you look far enough into space and you're like, okay, there's a there's god. A god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I give up. Yeah. Why, what would make that so, right? Like, what's kind of the angle there that... I think you just expect, you know, when you can't see that far, you just expect to see something, and then when you see that's not what you expected. Are they withholding? Did they see something they're not telling us? Like a dude waving at them? Oh, that blows my mind. I wasn't thinking that, but... (laughs) I was thinking more like a mirror version of us, like you see the opposite in the other direction. (laughs) Whoa! Like the time person of the year that was the res- <laughs> the mirror on the cover. You, you, you look back into you look into space far enough. There's just a mirror in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you are the alien. What if like the the telescope takes the picture and it sees the same telescope but the mirror opposite version of it taking no, a picture No, what if you actually it? just went around the universe and you're just looking at your ass? Oh, of course, Ooh. yes. That would be the most frightening thing, right? If we hit if there's just we're like holy shit, we proved it's just this bubble. <laughs> we can't get out of the bubble. <laughs> oh, you just look far enough and you end up right back where you were. I don't know. Yeah, and that's kind of frightening, right? You'd end up before you even look. What's a scarier universe? You end up where you started or you go forever? Hmm. That's interesting. Which would you rather be in? (laughs) I'd rather have a confined. (laughs) Right? I don't like the confined. That's prison like. Yeah, but in a confined, you get to know. And uh, I feel like there's a lot more safety in a confined. A lot more peace in a confined, you know? Bubble makes more sense, right? Because we live in an earth bubble. 
So we mostly. Well, I, I, it's just like it always gets bigger bubble. and bigger. You know, it's and a I bigger think version of. Realize that yeah, there's some. The universe itself is just one more step, and then there's something up bigger. You know, like the galaxy, then the universe. So you know, we there has to be something up with something they saw, and they're not telling the public. <laughs> Which would only explain the reaction you're hearing from a lot of the people inside involved with it and how they're going down that creationism road. Like, what did you guys see? <laughs> Maybe they saw the end, the edge of space. Yeah. Yeah. And does that do it to you, you think? You see the end? I don't I, I really, I, I have no idea. I couldn't imagine what would... It's kind of perplexing to me, and that's the the only reason I, I kind of focus on it is because, you know, we, we love to joke about the moon stuff and what we're not told or what they're speculating about space and the moon, you know, and everything around us and all that, but, you know, they sent this thing out, and now the smartest people in the world are like, well, we're a little bit scared about what we're seeing. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> we're kind of confused. Like, that's I feel like you don't want to be there. Where the smartest people in the room are, are now like you know getting on their knees and praying to God. <laughs> what if you did like look out though, and you just see that there's like a million Earths and a million people? You know, they all look just like us, and it's all like that's. I feel like they discovered the multiverse, like or you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's. And then would that would would that mean that there is a creator who's creating these things, or is it just? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if alien life de- like necessarily negates God or any religion. Yeah, I don't know. Alien life right? is crazy. I mean, but I also don't think it, it, it confirms them. <laughs> right? It, it's a weird. It's weird because yeah, if, if you see aliens, it just shatters your whole belief about everything we know. Yeah, and maybe it, maybe you're right. Maybe they saw aliens. It's very possible. I mean, we joked yeah. about it. We did the joke. The guy picking his nose in the spaceship. <laughs> they caught the picture. <laughs> Frank, did you let the human see you? No, I swear. Frank, Frank we got the picture. <laughs> Hope you picked me a Cadillac. Cause, uh... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's totally possible. But shit, man. I mean, imagine they saw like a frightening like alien brigade you know like a massive oh. fleet just like cruising through space like coming right for us <laughs> no imagine it was like drip like this huge brigade of alien ships is just traveling through space like just about to pass us right they're like oh my god we're gonna turn on the jade web telescope yay as soon as you turn it on and look they pick up the signal. They all just turn towards you oh, and they're looking back at God. you. Like, uh. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This was uh, warned uh, about. Uh, we were warned not to yell into the darkness because that is similar to being in the woods alone at night. Ooh. Yeah, but we've been yelling into the darkness as soon as the first radio was turned on very true so we inadvertently i guess screamed out huh yeah without even knowing it yeah it's <laughs> which i think uh wasn't it in contact i can't remember the movie probably that or wasn't the first signal like hitler that was the first broadcast around the world Oh yeah, what movie was that? I feel and like then that... they sent it back. <laughs> yeah, the the humans sent... were like, "We got the first message. And it was Hitler. <laughs> it was yeah, Hitler. that was contact. <laughs> that was so funny. So that is crazy. Because and, that yeah. was the first uh, televised or whatever, right? Something where it was just like broadcast <sighs> wide and uh, Saddle- by satellite. Or contact no, was no, written no. by Carl Sagan or Sagan, and uh, he's the one I believe who warned uh, us as a civilization to. To be weary about yelling out into space because we may not be know who we're calling attention to. Yeah, which is it, it, that is a, a frightening thought when you really kind of, you know, we may be the prey in the jungle. 
<laughs> yeah. That so, was the whole like Fermi paradox though, like if for, they're out there, why haven't they Yeah, Fermi paradoxes Why haven't we seen them or why haven't we heard from them? And yeah. basically, well then they must have died or not made it as a civilization. Well, there's so many theories, that's what's so great about it. Yeah. Well, and you know I don't uh, think you can make it. Really, you think that's the thing? It's the not make it? Yeah, I don't think you can ever make it as a species. You don't think you can get into the Star Wars like element where you're just cruising on giant ships? No. No? Come on. I, Star Trek? I, I, <laughs> yeah, Come on. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You look at every animal on Earth, man. Like, no animal, including human, just has it in them to just be peaceful, <laughs> you know? Not even that. Um, the A lot of the results coming back from people who spend time in space, our bodies aren't designed to be in space, actually. I think we deteriorate faster when we're not on Earth.